Hello, Mr. Hello, sister. Two sisters watch every episode of Sex in the City and talk it out. Mr. Sister in the City. Hi, Mr. Hi, sister. This is Laura. This is Neva. And you are listening to Mr. Sister in the City. Yay! So this is episode nine. So Laura and Lindsay came to LA. Um, and okay, so we were there with the premise of finding a wedding dress for Lindsay, Yay. which was a success. We found, um, one. we found a beautiful, beautiful dress. Um, so excited about it. Um, and we went to so many fun restaurants. We went to Gracias Madre. We went to Eve Lee. We went to Isabel. The Grove. Oh, The Grove. <laughs> <laughs> to the Cheesecake Factory. We went to Isabel, which I loved. I think Isabel's uh, the best. Actually, Gracias Madre, though, the food was also so good. It is so good. The dinner nachos, everybody, are not on the menu for some weird reason, but they're the best thing that they have there. Game-changing it was so okay so it's all vegan and you can't even tell and this is like i love vegan food but the one thing that it will kind of like take me out of it is the The cheese cheese. yeah yeah like congealing (laughs) there's like a riciness or like a weirdness yeah but not a gracias madre yeah like a thickness no oh yeah it was just so good um what else and we went to the chateau marmont Oh, yeah, for brunch. That was fun. Maybe we did. And then that night we went to Tessé. Oh, yeah. Which is like a French restaurant on Sunset. French Fusion, um, they call French it. French Fusion. Uh-huh. I didn't really know what we had there, but we I can tell you something I didn't like. There was the a cauliflower, cauliflower and it was smoked, but it actually felt like someone had smoked a cigarette and then breathed all over it. <laughs> like it, Because I kept on smelling it and being like, Oh my god, a smoker just walked past us. And then finally I was like, it's the cauliflower. And you guys were like, no. We were like, no. And then I bit into it and I was like, oh, it smelled like, it just like tasted like an ashtray. I don't know how they're getting away with it. And I felt compelled to eat it because it was so expensive. It was sick. (laughs) Um, But I didn't eat all of it. And then we had like a crab with like potato and she, that was like really good. That was weird too. That was good, but it was weird. The weird. Because I was like, what is this? It's the wrong thing, but it was the right we thing. We probably could have stopped at the cheese board. Yeah, it was pretty full at that point. And then our, my friend, um, my friend from junior high, who I've kept in touch with over the years, was sitting at the table behind us. She was on a date, so we kept on being able to check in and peek in on what was going on there, which was kind of funny. Um, um so yeah, it was pretty fun and beautiful sunshine. We went to Malibu. Oh, we went to the Malibu we wine tasting. Alpacas and zebras. Tell them what that is, and... though, because so I've, this is my second time doing this. This is something we've always wanted to do together. It's uh, Saddle Rock Ranch has a has a wine hike. So they have three options. They have one where they take you on like a safari and like a truck and you walk around. They have one where they. <laughs> walk you around and you get to see a giraffe and then they have the one that we did where they walk you around and you see alpacas um you see zebras horses water buffalo bison and you get to bring <laughs> right. them snacks uh, but be careful because the zebras will like bite your fingers because like you know they they're you know because they just it's not their fault they just do it and um at the end of it so you go on a two mile hike which is like really, which is really enjoyable. Just wear like runners and a cute dress. Uh, some people even wear heels, but it's like you don't have to do that. Um, but you can if you want to. It's not a strenuous hike. And then at the end, they take you up to the wine room, which is outdoors and it's like picnic tables and it's this nice setting. And um, they give you a flight of wines. They give you two reds, two whites, and a rose. And lots of people don't know this. But you can bring your own cheese and crackers and snacks for that portion of it. Any snacks. Any snacks mm-hmm. that you want. There's also a place you can get snacks um, that's there. But it just like bring just bring snacks and a thing. Um, yeah, that's all I really have and to we, say. And we eat when we were at um, one of the viewpoints. The tour guide pointed out the house from The Bachelor. Oh yeah. And tell the fact that you so learned weird. about the bachelor house, which is interesting. 
Um, I read this at, um, that a family actually owns that home, but two times a year, um, basically they take it over the production of the bachelor and the, um, the decor team, they redo it two times a year. Like they remove all of the home, <laughs> all of the family's like personal assets and they bring in all of their stuff. You can actually look online and you can see what it looks like when the family lives there versus when they redo it for production. Yeah. Um, it is so weird. Like, I don't understand why they don't just own the property. It's confusing to me. I feel like the amount of money it would cost to pay the family and pay to redo it. Yeah, why don't they just twice a house? year? But I guess they're I only know. filming it for like a month out of the year. I guess because then they set out on their travel. Yeah, right? so they're probably they only there for a couple there of the weeks. Full time. What's also weird to me is every time I've watched it, I've always thought that the decor looked the same. So it's like what yeah. could be so different? I guess like it started in like two when we were like like year two thousand or something. Like it started such a long time ago, mm-hmm. maybe even before. Um, mm-hmm. And so I guess like of course you have to update it and make it more current. Um, I don't know, but it still always looks the same to me. Yeah, like it's really fit for um, for TV, like and being shot. Like that's how it's decorated. It looks oh, super tacky. Though someone from Bachelor Nation is following me on Instagram. Who? I don't know if it's him or someone from his team. Um, but I was like surprised. <laughs> Did you look him up? Yeah, so I follow him too. It happened like two days ago. He commented on my birthday monster video. But you uh, don't know who it is. No, but he's pictured with all of the Bachelor Nation people. So I was like, oh, I guess he was uh, on. Okay, we need to figure this out after. So we'll investigate after. No. Okay, perfect. So let's start episode nine, the turtle and the hare. You ready? This was a really good one. Okay, so what's fun about this is we got to actually watch it together. Yeah. um, And... (laughs) It, I felt like we were in like doing an exam or something because we were both writing so quickly. Yeah, because we didn't pause it, which I never have. I usually pause it so much when I watch it by myself. So with you, we were just like watching it rapid fire, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, yeah it was like an exam. So it was a fun episode, though. It was a fun episode. So we open up on a woman named Brooke, who's actually. Um, the popular girl from 16 Candles, and they make a reference to she's going on a date, like going to getting picked to go to prom every week. So I think that obviously was deliberate because of who um, who they chose as the actress. So um, so she's like the beautiful popular girl. She's getting taken out on all these wonderful dates. So it's like who's the person she's going to choose? So when she invites them all to her wedding, they're like, who did she choose to marry? Who would make the cut? Yeah. So she finally, um, she finally met this guy, mm-hmm. and he was more boring than exposed exposed brick. But um, <laughs> basically, she just wants to get married at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and was this wedding okay? So then we cut to the wedding. Dare I say? Okay, I have a hundred thousand dollar wedding. Is that how much this wedding was? Oh, was this mentioned? I don't Why know. Why would I write that? Because <laughs> I don't know. this wedding looked so like cookie cutter and like like nineties, maybe wedding. very New York actually, because it was all of the like round tables. I guess and like banquet, probably a place like the Plaza. Yeah, like it had that kind of vibe to it. It reminded me of the episode of Friends when they're at a wedding and Ross ends up at the child's table. <laughs> do you remember okay, do you remember that episode of Happy Endings when I think yeah. they put Casey like on an iPad at a table or with the she they put her at a table with all iPads around her <laughs> and it's all the people <laughs> that couldn't make it. Oh. So yeah. So basically we have the girls um of course in their in their normal black all black uniforms sitting at a table and there are there are two tables one's the kid table and one is it's the like, singles yeah the singles and it's all of them and a couple of children <laughs> yeah i wrote the funeral crowd because yeah but it's funny because i went to a wedding in new york this summer and i had yeah. this impulse to wear black but i wore mm. like a light blue which was still beautiful because it was summer but everyone, almost all the guests were wearing black dresses. So I was like, wow, 
I guess this is a thing that happens in New York. Yeah, totally, totally. So we have two tables and we have the girls and some children and then enter the turtle. This is where we first meet the turtle. Yes. Okay. So the turtle is known for having very bad breath, which my friend Mary calls halitosis, but good investments. Good so investments. he's very wealthy. Right. There's always something. <laughs> so he swoops in to Samantha and he's like, your friend is gorgeous. What do I have to do to get to know her better? And <laughs> Carrie, he's talking into Carrie's face. Then Carrie like picks up a rose and smells it because she's like, because I guess his breath is just that bad. Um She's like plugging her nose with her fingers like she has a clothespin on it. Like it's that yeah. overt. Well, and then I put it down. I was like, did Sarah Jessica Parker do this <laughs> deliberately? Like have the producers write in like Samantha ends up with this man who's like repulsive to all of them. So I was like, is this when the fallout starts or was it just a fun thing? That I hate watching under this guise though now. You said knowing... you wanted to talk about those moments. <clears throat> No, I know, but I hate that, that now as the audience, now that we're watching it, that that's like, like, even I never part of even it. thought, yes, I never even thought of them not being like, friends. Um, beca- yeah, because they are so, their, their relationship seems so um, organic and real. And the fact that we hear that there was some of this drama going on, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, it, they really did a good job, like masking that. So this so this turtle is quite a disgusting character. He's like, is this a Bosque pair? Is this a Bartlett pair? He's like doing things that would really make you ill, make me feel upset. And um, I don't know. I guess because since they call him the turtle, I always picture like, and because of how he speaks, I always picture like he just like ate a bunch of those turtle chocolates, and his mouth is like really (laughs) sticky, and his teeth are like like really stuck to each other, and kind of like that. So I was so I was just like, ugh. So I think of this man I used to work with that would have coffee every morning, which we all do, which is fine, but also smoke a couple cigarettes and mm-hmm. then he'd breathe right into my face and his teeth were yellow and it was I feel like there was also a garlic a garlicky undertone. Yeah. It was like so revolting. Yeah. So um so then we go to Carrie and Big, and since Carrie was just uh with Brooke and she sees that uh, Brooke, I guess, settled or whatever, going to call it. Um, she's talking with Big and she's like, why do people get married if they're not in love? And Big is like, guilt, political asylum, ha ha ha, he's being so funny. And then Carrie's like, um, why did you get married? To Brooke. Yeah, why did you get married? Um, no, no, this is to Big. She's talking oh, to Big. Sorry, yeah, because uh-huh. last week she found out he was married to Barbara in the past. Right. So she's yeah. like, why did you get married? And then Big was like, I was a fool in love. And when, um, and then I was a fool in divorce court. And I'm never getting married again. Boom. So he always like drops these heavy, heavy, heavy weighted statements on her, which probably drives her crazy. She's probably like, and it sucks because when those things happen to you, unless in the moment you're like, well, what do you mean you're never getting married again? Like, then am I wasting my time? If you let the moment pass and you don't address it right then, it will drive your mind crazy for who but he, knows when. When he says these things to her, he never, he seems like completely removed. Um, like, he doesn't seem to understand the impact of these statements. Totally. He I just think he's kind just of like, like being drops it in his like very, you know, casual, suave yeah. way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but so I've, we skipped over something though, which is when Brooke is saying to Charlotte, first of all, this is annoying when people say this, I think. She was like, You're next to Charlotte. Oh, right. But That's is Charlotte is. even dating anyone, or does everyone just think that she's so desperate that she's going to? Like, you know, that it's bound to be Charlotte that's going to be the next one. Like, I think that's annoying when people say things like that. I'm trying to be mindful of saying things that are like to, I don't know, because I don't think that just because someone's married, just because like there shouldn't be so much added value to that. Like somebody should feel like they can 
hold it over somebody else. Like if yeah. you're single, enjoy it. Who cares? Like I don't think there should be a superiority well, so to young, it. Too, they're only like in their early thirties. Like yeah, Carrie's thirty two. Yeah, so it's just like I don't know. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's very. It's and true. As soon as you're married, it's like people think you have all this wisdom, but it's like. It's no, the same it's as dating. Same. You just had a yeah. celebration. Yeah. Exactly. And Brooke also says, make sure you marry someone that loves you more than you love them. I don't like that either. I feel like mom always says that. Like, Bettina the man has that to love to you more. The man has to love you more. It's like, can't you just both love each other equally? <laughs> like, is there is that too much to ask that you both are like crazy about each other? Like, would it, doesn't that sound nice? It's like, mm. why must one be, you know pandering to the other right yeah I mean like I mean you don't want to have it where you're the woman and the man is like doing whatever the fuck he wants and making you feel like a loser all the time like Mm -hmm. no we don't want that but it's Mm -hmm. like if you both care about each other equally and I know no one ever knows how each other feels and blah 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 but it's like sure it just would be nice anyway so this uh conversation between Carrie and Big where he says he'll never get married again is happening on the phone because Carrie then hangs up and she's wondering like, can she date someone who couldn't get married? And I want to talk about that for a second. So if you were, let's get all hypothetical about stuff. Like Mm -hmm. say, um, say you're in love with someone, I guess like it has to be at the initial phases of a relationship because once you're together for like, I want to say like five years, it's like you're already married anyway. So, and I feel like it doesn't really matter. It does. Like you still, I would still want to, get married after them but I mean you see that you're committed to each other so you don't need the proof whatever like so let's in for the purpose of this case study let's say that um you're dating someone for like a few months or a year and you're like oh my god I'm in love with this person I could really see us getting married I want that and then they say oh I'm not the type of person to get married how would that make you feel I think, though, also, like, when you're saying if you're with someone five years, though, and, like, there's no evolving aspect to it, and, like, if they say, I don't want to get married, I feel like that's a larger statement of their ability to want to commit in a certain way to you. Yeah, that's true. Like, I feel like there is something to that. Like, it's not... It's not as simple as we live together, we feel like we're married. It kind of like tells me something about their childhood or their or, idea yeah. of what love and commitment is. It's right. like it means that they're viewing things maybe differently than you are. Mm-hmm. So they're like, do to they be... not want to have children or like, and mm-hmm. I understand someone might be scarred from a previous experience. Like, right. that is, that's possible. I get that. Mm-hmm. Like, Big, for instance, he, he, had a marriage it didn't work out and maybe he thinks that just because he doesn't want to have another marriage doesn't mean he wa- doesn't want to have another commitment but he just I doesn't think want for, another divorce <laughs> yeah well yeah and for the other person though it's not fair to them because they feel like they they want to have a chance yeah. yeah exactly so I don't know I think it is problematic I think people have to be on the same page about that about that now, yeah I yeah agree. if you're Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell and I mean I'm not sure what their initial discussions were like <laughs> but maybe he was just happy to coast along with her but I'm sure they had a, a conversation at one point. Yeah. Um, it's not like they just shacked up together and that was the end of it. Because, you know, everyone always uses them as the example of, like, this couple that's been together. I'm sure at one point there was a discussion, though. That's true. About, yeah. Like, yeah. why they weren't going to. And I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so, yeah, I feel like you have to be on the same page about that. Oh, and then what is Miranda? Okay, and then Miranda says something to Carrie. She's like, you know who wants to get married? Men who miss their mothers, which I don't agree (laughs) with at all. Um, And then... No. And then Samantha's like, be cool. Pretend you don't care. (laughs) And Charlotte's like, honesty and communication are key in this situation. And... um, Miranda's like men will be obsolete in 50 years we don't need them and uh, then they kind of start talking about Mm. vibrators that's where the term rabbit comes from so the turtle is the bad breath man and the hare is the rabbit which is the vibrator 
So clever. Okay, so Samantha goes on a date with the turtle and the other three go to a sex shop to find a vibrator. And uh, Carrie's like, it's so pretty and pink. And uh, Carrie has one at home of rabbit vibrator. And Samantha calls her and she's like, you are not going to believe the evening I had. Oh, right, because Samantha goes on this date. So she's out on this date with this guy who's like, he, he, who she met at the wedding because when he sees something, he likes it, he goes for it. So they're there, they're, um, they're together. But as they are first entering the restaurant, this other woman passes by and he leers at her. And I'm like, <laughs> oh no. And then he's like, oh, I'll be right back. And he never comes back because, so, and she has two cocktails to herself. And she's like, uh, what happened? So she goes and looks for him and he's perched up against the wall with that other girl who walked into the bar moments earlier. And it's like, jerk, jerk, jerk. So she's feeling kind of low confidence, self-esteem. Can you imagine if that happened? I, I would be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I don't even know if I would feel bad. I would just be like, well, that's like good to know right off the bat that that person's like a big weirdo. Like, right? Uh Okay, so it's like, uh, thank you universe for protecting me from this weirdo. So just when she thought that the the evening couldn't get worse and her confidence was probably a little little rattled, she runs into Bernie... The turtle. Turtle Tau. Bernie Turtle Tau, a.k.a. yes, the turtle. And... um, she needed this, like a compliment from anyone. Um, synchronicity. He was just thinking about her. So he's like, it's synchronicity. I was just thinking about you. And and then she sits down with him. And he's like, do you like this shirt? An ex purchased it for me or an ex gave it to me. And Samantha's like, your breath um, is disgusting. <laughs> You're going to live a long life alone. And the turtle does something surprising. He's like, I killed the last woman who talked to me like that. And Samantha does like an amused face because he made a little joke. So he was going to be her (laughs) fixer-upper project. Have you ever thought that you could be, that like, have you ever gone on a date with someone and you're like, man, I I could settle with this person if I could just like fix them up a little bit. I think that there's always room for improvement. Right. That's a very political answer, but I mean, I want specifics. <laughs> Definitely. Like when Blair and I got together, he was wearing jerseys down to his okay, like he was so basketball. Yeah, he looked cool on him. That though. was like the uniform. Yeah. And like we've really evolved through the years. Yeah, like great into <laughs> but it's taken a long time. Like I remember his mom gave him money to go shopping <laughs> and he like came back with these really silky, shiny shirts. And I looked at them in horror, like, and he was so disappointed that he knew immediately he had failed. <laughs> it was just so bad. Like we've definitely refined his style a lot through the years. <laughs> so yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, and then Carrie uh, says... Then we kind of go back to the main point of the thing. She says, in a city of great expectations, are we, um, <laughs> is it okay to settle for what you can get? Isn't this just like, though, isn't this just like uh, currently how we've been talking about like Tinder and everything like that and how I was talking Probably a couple exhausting. weeks ago though, that people are like trying to date up? Like, I feel like people are not settling, hence there is a lot of, like, I think falsities about what people think that they should get. Like, I'm not saying that you should have, I think that everybody should walk into a room and walk into a relationship feeling like they do deserve the most they, like, and that they, um, should feel good about themselves and have a confidence. However, I do think that people with this new world of dating are very unrealistic sometimes about what they should be aligned, who they should be aligned with. Versus if you are in a room with someone, you can get a lay of the land and you can kind of like, you can more so hone in on like who you might want to approach. I think online people are a lot more like, they are jumping ahead almost. They're like, swipe, swipe, right. swipe. And they're like, well, I like this one. 
Why not throw it in the basket and see what happens? Maybe. Yeah, there's so many options that no one's quote unquote settling. But I do have to say for myself as someone who's never online dated, like I've been in this series of long-term relationships and um, I feel like if I was in those relationships in the 50s, I probably would have been like married to one of them. Definitely. But but since it's 2018 and there's all this um, apparent abundance of and, and ways to meet people and all of these things, when I wasn't happy and it went on for so long in the circumstances I've been involved with, I knew in my gut, in my like I knew inside that I was like, no, I won't put up with this a day longer. I won't, this is not, like, I won't live my life not being happy with who I'm with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think that I would ever, I don't think that I would ever settle. And not because I'm like, oh, there are so many options. It's just like, I, I think I do come from the belief of that there's a person for you, that there are people who are so right for you. Mm-hmm that um if you're in the wrong situation like in my last relationship things consistently went so poorly like I feel like it was the universe's way of being like you might think this is right but we're gonna throw all of this shit at you so you can see just how so and like it just always felt so bad Mm -hmm. it always felt so bad not that the person was bad it was like a really nice friendship but as a romantic partner it was like this curveball, now this curveball, now this is going to go bad, and this challenge, and I don't mean to say run away from challenges, I just mean in my current state, I just feel like things are so peaceful, there's no, like, there's no petty fighting, the, just so on the same mental page, Mm -hmm. um, that it's like, that I feel like I needed those past experiences to appreciate my current circumstance, and um, see that you don't have to settle. You can just be happy. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's my feelings on that. So now Carrie's out with Brooke and she's back from the honeymoon. So Carrie's out with Brooke and Brooke just got back from her honeymoon and she's all business. She's returning gifts from her friends. She has these awful candles that are like gigantic that she's like bringing back to the store. And, um, and Carrie's like, how does it feel being married? And Brooke's like, well, I feel like a weight's lifted off. I, I feel happy. And um, and Carrie's like, well, I hope you. I didn't give you the wrong idea. Um, and then Brooke says something dark and cynical. So I guess this kind of indicates how what her narrative is. She's like, we all think we're Carolyn Bissett, and that one day. John, um, and, but then one day John John is gone and you take whatever you can get. It's like, I'm oof, just, that was a heavy I'm moment. I'm just seeing a fun note though that I made about when uh, Samantha's talking about like how she can improve the turtle's look and Carrie's <laughs> like, honey, he's not a brownstone. Um, <laughs> he's not a brownstone. And Samantha's like, when I'm done with him, he'll be Gracie Mansion. Oh yeah, which is like Crazy where imagine. the ma- where the mayor lives in in New York. Um, so okay, so let's talk more about that because then, like, I think that that's pretty self explanatory. The last thing, so Brooke and Carrie actually run into Samantha and the turtle right after this, fresh off of a shopping spree, <laughs> aka a makeover. So while she's trying to make him into the Gracie Mansion, yes, they were at Helmet so, Lang, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, Turtle and Helmet Lank. And um, and he's just totally bought into this. It's like funny how they say like, if, if, if the second a poor person has, not that he's poor, but a second a poor person has money, all of a sudden they like, they forget all their old habits and they're like, I must go to the spa. I must do this. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. Like it's so, such an easy transformation. So Turtle's like, hmm. um, uh, turtle's like I have a three o'clock that I have to get to like he's so already bought into his confidence this thing has been skyrocketed yes. yeah so it's hilarious and then we're at yoga with Charlotte and Charlotte's like and her and uh, Carrie are kind of like doing yoga poses and Charlotte's like I think I broke my vagina <laughs> and, and Carrie's like startled um, um and she what so First of all, back to the when we were purchasing it. So the rabbit or the 
<laughs> it was nine. It was $92. So I, uh -huh. I have that note. And um, Samantha was like, or Miranda was like, you can't fall in love with someone that comes from, or that some, or you can't fall in love with something that comes in a box from Japan. So Charlotte is like a little skeptical at first. Um, but then she's like so excited and they're like, they don't. And then she's kind of excited by the idea though of, um, she, as usual, she's being very coy about her feelings towards this because she probably thinks that she, you know, she shouldn't be participating in this because she's all about the romance and everything. But um, they're like, they don't send you flowers and you can't take it home to meet your mother. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what she's referring to when she says she broke her vagina. She doesn't think she'll ever be able to um, enjoy sex again with a man because every time she gets down with her rabbit, um, boom, it works. And she doesn't think a guy can do that. So she's like scared that she's ruining her sex life. Um, we also really <laughs> loved the blue uh, plaid coat that Carrie was wearing when her and when uh, they were hanging out and they had the run in with Helmet Lang, that whole situation. Oh, like the wardrobe yeah. is good. Yeah, it's a good wardrobe mm -hmm. outfit. Yes. Um, so, so Carrie. Um, is concerned because Charlotte, she's on the phone with Charlotte and she's like, I have to cancel on going to the play tonight. Um, I'm expecting a phone call. Transatlantic phone call. Yeah. And Carrie's like, yeah, okay. Um, because she's a vibrator addict basically. So, so she's, she's just staying at home to be with her vibrator. So Carrie and Stanford go to the ballet. It's Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> And um, <laughs> at Lincoln Center, I have Sleeping yeah. Beauty. Whoa! <laughs> um, and then Stanford's like, I've had it with the whole gay scene. Oh, this was so sad. <laughs> yeah. So last week he placed a personal ad, and he scheduled a rendezvous, and people kept walking past him where he was supposed to meet. Um, up with his rendezvous and he was like and he was there for quite a long time thinking like what's going on what's going on and then a bald man walked up to him and was like sorry this just isn't going to happen and Stanford's like even guys like me don't want guys like me which is exactly again it goes back to the idea <laughs> to what you were yeah, just saying people yeah like not being realistic about where they what? where they fit in but is that fair? Because it's all fit. I guess like he, that guy's basing it on physical because he sees Stanford being bald and is like, uh-uh. But it's well, like... that's what people are doing on their apps. They're only looking at physical. They're only looking at that. I know. Like I at know. that point, you just think that they couldn't go and have a cup of coffee together and just chat? I guess how many times must we go for coffee with someone and, you know, bear through like just yeah, being with someone Yeah, he was being totally honest. Like, I know. And I feel like guys would probably be more like that. So it's like, I would probably like, you know, be like, I guess we have to do this. But in my mind, I'd be yeah. like, oh my God, I really yeah. don't want to be here. I can't wait but for this to be over. But sometimes people can surprise you. I think that's what people need to readjust to that, like, a book, yeah. or, you know, you can't judge a book by its cover. Like, it's such, a, yeah. such an important um, way to think when it comes to opening up your mind to who yeah, might actually be who you think the they are. person and poor Stanford yeah. was standing there and there were three time, three different occasions where he made eyes at people hopefully but they just kept passing him how humiliating to be standing there in the cold might hey, I add you're waiting to meet a friend even it's like you're looking around <laughs> like and you feel vulnerable because you don't know what corner they're going to come from um anyway so so um oh so he's so so Stanford's like he's whole all over this gay scene and uh Carrie's like it's just a phase and and he's like it's not a phase 15 years is a lifestyle <laughs> um so he then talks about how his grandmother gives him that he needs to get married because his grandmother gives an inheritance once um all the boys in the family get married and Carrie's just joking and she's like well maybe we should get married <laughs> and Stanford's like oh my god it's a great idea 
And the more that they talk about it, the more they realize how beneficial it could be. And because like this way, um, he, he can get her expensive shoes. Hmm. She can cheat. She'll finally be able to get married because Big doesn't want to get married and he'll get his inheritance. So Carrie's then in bed with Big and um, they're smiling and she's like, I got a marriage proposal tonight. And Big looks like interested and jealous uh-huh. even so i'm like, like huh. who but i'm like from who and i'm embarrassed for her because i'm like man she's just really laying it on thick like she really wants attention and it's just like so i don't know i just thought it was sad so carrie's like stanford blatch and big's like isn't he gay <laughs> carrie's like he is and big's like um should make for an interesting um interesting color interesting something in sex should make for an interesting <laughs> oh should make for an interesting sex column oh right and um and big's like i guess you got it all figured out yeah, she's like he's handsome he's about to come into an, an inheritance um mm-hmm. i also feel bad for stanford though because he's like i don't have the gay look like i feel like he does though. just in general though like i feel like you're everyone's supposed to fit a certain mold and it's so boring like even even someone for someone like in I the feel gay like community the too yeah he's like trying to yeah exactly like you're pursuing comedy but you're like really pretty and like I feel so like it's confusing for people yeah like people like to categorize understand the category they're working at with they well, need and people to know. like even yesterday I met with a friend mm-hmm. and who I was getting to know better mm-hmm. And she was like, oh my God, you're so much more than a pretty face. You actually have depth and you're smart and you have all these interests that I wouldn't expect. But people say things like this to me all the time. Like I've dated guys who have been like, I'm confused because you're not an idiot. You're actually smart. You're actually sharper than the girls I know who went to X, Y, and Z, um, X, Y, and Z Ivy League school. I don't know what to make of this. Um, you're so quick with the things that you say. You're funny. I don't get it. Like, so people see you and they see like you fitting into this box. And when you're not that, it's jarring and they don't know what to do with you. Mm-hmm. And this presents itself. And I'm not trying to complain. I'm very lucky that I have all these things going. No. So I don't want to annoy people. But in the acting world, too, it can get very tricky because. They're like, wait a minute, you look like Jessica Pare from Mad Men, so you look like this sexy wife, but you're doing a comedic scene. Why? Yeah. Are you doing it's that? Like, Why aren't you being seductive and sexy? We're confused. It's like when you go to like a little hole-in-the-wall <laughs> restaurant off the beaten track, and the food uh, is better than like when you go to a five-star rated Instagram-worthy, beautiful restaurant, and you're like... The food was so much better at the little hole in the wall, you know, like, yeah, people are surprised. Like, I feel like this is the same thing that like, it's like Chateau Marmont, like the food, (laughs) it tasted like Denny's, but like, we could have. Yeah, but I'm saying like the price of that <laughs> totally compared to when we went to like Gracias Madre or like Isabel or any of those other places, it's like, which I think Isabel has like the best food. I just mean, yes, just because it's Chateau Marmont, like I expected it to be, it, it felt very commercial. Interesting. Anyway. Um, yeah. So it's the same thing. So yeah, that, that, yeah. And I think that's a big problem with online dating too, is, is. because everyone's looking at the pictures, <laughs> they think, oh, this person's going to be this way. This person's going to be this way. This person's going to be Especially this way. Especially because you like, can actually, actually like narrow the field down and be like, okay, I like this kind of guy. I want this kind of religion. I want this kind of, uh, I want this gender. I want this um, skin color. I want someone who's in the arts. And then you meet this person and you're like, oh, this is not what I wanted. But you've completely narrowed down exactly what you want. So this is what's so damaging about that is I think that people need to just, like, you know that show called the, what is it, the something in the dark? Like you meet someone Mm -hmm. and apparently like, Basically, you're... Oh, no, no, no. Catherine was telling me about it. You meet them... Naked and afraid? <laughs> no, it's the one where you meet someone and um, 
you're supposed to base it's on MTV and you're who's the one maybe or something and you're supposed to like oh are you the one yeah and you have to like match everyone like the match game and if you do that oh yeah I watched those back in the day it was too frustrating for me though but it's but no one gets it, like, because they all think they're supposed to be... They all think they're someone else. That's the problem. We are all not self-aware enough to know who we should be I agree with. with that. But I do... And I'm not trying to be, like, mm-hmm. again, like, I'm the best, I'm the best. I don't. I just feel like this is an area of exploration I'm so interested in that I feel like I might actually be with who I'm supposed to be with. Just because I do... Oh, well, that's what I mean. You are being self-aware in this situation. Yeah. Like, I feel like I go to so many psychics. I, Uh like, I'm always listening to podcasts on self-help and things like that. Like, I've read all of those books. And because in acting class, like, you really have to figure out who you are. Like, you really, in all these classes, like, you're working to figure out who you are and just like I feel like when I was 19 I was really shy and reserved like when I'd be in public situations and now I feel like I'm much more outgoing so I think that yeah, but so I think that also just like understanding my personality was a really hard long journey and I feel like only when you're at a certain age can you really ever and do case that. in point you approached this relationship completely differently and you had a friendship first and you yeah like this is like totally a different kind of um the way everything happened and stuff is so different than previous relationships so that night charlotte had plans for a gallery opening um but she cancels it because she's wiped out aka (laughs) she was spending time with her vibrator so miranda and carrie head up to her place to give her a vibrator intervention or a rabbit (laughs) intervention and charlotte's like hiding it and she's like, it's a vibrator, not crack. And she is hiding her rabbit underneath a toy rabbit. And so Charlotte. <laughs> and Charlotte's like, I'd rather stay at home with my vibrator than deal with real men. And and they're like, oh boy. But I kind of understand why, because it feels like, like everyone she's dated so far up until this episode has been a total a-hole. Anyway, so now Can we just note how amazing her hair looks, by the way? Because it always does, but let's yeah. address that quickly because <laughs> they put so much styling in her hair because I always thought that she just had hair like that. But in recent years, oh. if you Google Kristen, Kristen Davis, she's had a lot of problems with her hair because on Sex and the City, oh. they styled it so much that it destroyed it. Um, and Is this something that's come out? Yeah, and she's, like she's now, talked about it. Yeah, she talks about it, and now she's doing. What? Now she's teamed up with um, a hair company that's like made her hair thicker and fuller again because she went through a lot of uh, trauma with her hair. So let's oh. we'll talk about that more on the next episode. I'll, okay. I'll tell you the, the company. I just wanted to note that because I was like, well, of course her hair looks fabulous because typically if you just inter- do an intervention on someone, they're not prepared to throw on a gown and head to a gala or whatever they're heading to but I was like her hair is so perfect she can just hop out of the bed and she's ready to go yeah and that image that they gave her on the show really cost her in real life so Samantha and the turtle are on a date and so and um turtle's talking about cheese he's like shiitake or mushrooms she's talking about (laughs) mushrooms shiitake or chanterelle or this and Samantha is disgusted (laughs) And and then Turtle's like, my God, they're trumpets. And Samantha's like, even though she took the man out of the turtle, you can't take the turtle out of the man or whatever that bullshit is. Because even though she gave him a makeover, it's like a lips, uh, putting lipstick on a pig or whatever the fuck people used to say. And, um, oh, Samantha's like, God. I'm not feeling well. I'm sending myself home. And she like pats him on the head and she's like, I'll call you. And then Turtle, recycling the line that he used when he first met her, turns to the girl next to him and is like, my ex-girlfriend got me the shirt. Do you like it? Because he knows. Yeah, this turtle definitely has some over. confidence going on. He's a New York man. He has money. Of course he has confidence. They True. all do. They're all assholes. Um, so Carrie and Sanford are, Stanford are at his grandmother's house. And um, she's wearing a lovely blazer, the grandmother. And she's like, Coco Chanel designed it herself. And... Um, <laughs> and um, she was like, I was a career woman too, just like you, and I gave it up uh, when, to have children. And uh, Grandma's like, 
do you want a family? And Carrie's like, yes, I do. And then they get up and start looking at photos of uh, young Stanford and things like that. And um, Stanford's like, I'll be right back. He excuses himself. And the grandma's like, I love Stanford. You know, he's a fruit. And uh, (laughs) Carrie's like, "Uh uh-oh, I guess this whole me marrying him thing is, uh, the jig is up. Like, she knows he's gay. So, and then Carrie in voiceovers like, the only inheritance Stanford was going to get was a Chanel <laughs> suit. Poor Stanford. I know. I what know. A devilish, what a devilish grandmother, really. I know. And then, um, so Carrie then is uh, with with Big. Like, we're at the end here. Mm. Um, so I think wearing red and maroon I have, and I don't really know and remember why. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you were like, this is so New York when they were cooking in the kitchen. Oh, they're making pasta. That's what I was... Okay, they're making pasta. They're wearing red and maroon. Um, And... um, He's put in too much salt. Too much salt. So that's like an analogy for something. And I just... (laughs) And um, Carrie, like, can't take it anymore because they're taste testing salt. And she's she's like, I want to get married one day. I can't marry someone who doesn't want to and big is like it is too much salt too much salt um i thought we (laughs) i thought we were having fun and there's sauce on her lips so he kisses her he's so evasive and then but he's also kind of like i also kind of he's also saying like chill out I know. Let's just enjoy Let's just our enjoy time each together. Other. Yeah. Like from the moment they got together, she was calculating. I and, agree. And I feel like women, we do that. We want to know the lay of the land. I agree. But usually you keep it to yourself. Like she's like always so, but I guess it's a TV show. I'm kind of like her though. I, I like to know the. I like to be expressive in a damaging I do too, way. I too like only like <laughs> if I have a drink and it's only like very, it's very rare. Um, and then what you spill the beans <laughs> and then the episode ends on her saying uh, live in the moment don't worry about the future a Zen teacher once said the only way to find true happiness is to live in the now and not in the future and then she says I guess he died alone and penniless and that was the and that was the credits and that was the credits Settling, try to ch- trying to change someone, but truly, like you can't really change someone um, because at the end of the day, they'll always be who they are. Yeah, they'll always be the turtle. <laughs> It'll always rear its ugly head. Yeah, if they love mushrooms, they if they're obsessed with money, mushrooms. they'll still talk about it every fucking chance they get. <laughs> um, okay, so be careful we... with that. Um, okay, so I'm just gonna quickly read. A couple bad date stories and then we done. Okay. So, so after the date, he was driving me home, did a stupid illegal move, and got pulled over. He decided to run from the police with me in the car. Oh, my God. He tried to pull into a driveway and hide, but they found us. Anyway, they put us both in handcuffs while they searched the, the car. What the hell? They ended up giving me a ride home and took him to jail. Whoa. Apparently, it was a stolen car. Oh, my God. I never saw him again as he was extradited to another state for outstanding warrants. So that was exciting. What bad the date. F? So if you think you had a bad date, just think about that girl's first date night. Like Here's a, another one. being on a police chase? Bad boys, bad boys. They're on the show cops. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I met up with this guy at a restaurant. Conversation was going well up until when we ordered. He then excused himself and was gone for a seriously long time. I thought he just left. I was considering paying the bill and ditching out too. Maybe 10 minutes later, he walks back in with bloodshot eyes. (gasps) I thought he went out and smoked, which is a deal breaker for me, so I knew the rest of this date was pointless. Then he apologized for his absence and told me I ordered the same dish his ex got. And he got emotional and went and cried in his car. (laughs) Does she mean smoked weed, though? Like, your eyes wouldn't be bloodshot from cigarette. I don't know. He didn't smoke anyway, so (laughs) who gives a shit? And then she was like, seriously, I ordered the chicken Alfredo. Pretty common meal. Needless to say, that was our first and last date. Okay, last one. Ugh. Once while I was making out with a guy, he asked me, your hair is natural, isn't it? And at the time it was, so I said yes. And then for the next 10 minutes, while he was still trying to kiss me, he kept talking about his 
ex-girlfriend's hair was so short and so damaged from dyeing it all the time. <laughs> and she always had crazy colors in it. He then started like petting my hair and saying how much he loved long natural hair. Mm. Needless to say, I sobered up and left pretty quickly. It's been three years now and he still winks at me every time he sees me. What? Where what? do they see each other? Where do they see each other? Yeah, we need more context to that one. Um, let's see if there's one more to finish off. What is that? What is that movie or show that like somebody gets broken up with? It's a man, and he he keeps like referring back to the woman that broke up with him. They're like, oh, like let's say like oh Disney Sarah this. Yeah, what is it? They were like they'd be like oh mushrooms oh she used to love vegetables well are you talking about harry met sally rosie o'donnell but like no she's not in that she's in sleepless in seattle right and she always talks about her i know my rick i know he was her what her destiny and her doom (laughs) okay last one i met him on okay cupid he sent me a few messages i learned a little bit about me and asked me to go to coffee i obliged date meeting one, he is way out of my league, so I assume something is up. We both drink black coffee. He asks me tons of questions about my job, family priorities, etc., but offers little about himself. Later, I realize all of his inquiries tang- tangentially related to liability, family, my long-term plans, insurance, except about hockey. Pretty normal first date stuff. He asks if I'd like to get together again. Consultation two. As I often do on date two with quiet men, I started started out by asking questions about him. He offers answers, nothing out of the usual report building stuff for a businessman, I now realize. At one point, he tells me his job is great because he gets to go to lunch and coffee with clients all day. He then asks if I know of any of my friends or family who might be interested in a plan. Oh, I hate I these people. Red flag. After a related story I shared, he mentioned a story about a woman he recently met on OkCupid who turned out to be married. He banged her once before he found out. What? And sold a plan to her and her husband. What? He asked to see me again. Who would talk about sleeping with someone else on a date? What a... Okay, anyway. Awkward encounter three. Lunch. He talks about... No- Why is how she, she not still going on to what's going him? on? Yeah, isn't it pretty obvious? Like, she's He talks idiot. about nothing but insurance. I thought he'd just loosened up with me and loved his job. Anytime I interjected, he got sort of weird. I ended it early and decided he's a dud. Uh, yeah, you idiot. He says he had a nice time and asks when we'll get together again. Maybe at his office this time. <laughs> I say work picked up. Yay, passive aggression. No, stupid, stupid, stupid. Just you should have been like, I know you're trying to sell me insurance. I'm not an idiot, but she is an idiot, so I don't like her. Next day, he texts Whoa. me. Whoa. <laughs> it was great to meet you. I still think I can help you out. When you decide on a plan that's right for you, give This me is a like call. Vicky Gunvalson. So relentless. Oh my God. Okay, so those are our uh, bad dates. If you Hated have any that. bad dates, please email us at listensbatch at gmail.com. So that's L I S T E N S B E T C H at gmail.com. Or you can DM us on Instagram, listen underscore b-e-t-c-h um or you can go to our website <laughs> www.listenbeds.com all right bye sister okay bye mister have okay. a good week you too bye 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 bye, bye.